We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. It feels like Miami. Miami, Miami. Miami, Miami. Miami, Miami. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the He Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas, and with me today, we have producer co-founder, Mr. Brian Goyne. Hello! We have our professional screw-up, Alex Toledo. Yo. And we have our very sunburnt trash tweeter, Jack Alfonso. Yo, what's up? What's up, man? You look uh, you look real crispy over there. I feel crispy. Yeah, it's awful. This is not a visual medium for you guys, but for us, you know, Jack is very red right now. He's a very red man. Um, <laughs> uh, if, if you're new to us or if you're not new to us, we're part of the Five Reasons Sports Network, started by Ethan Skolnick and Chris Whittingham. You can check out our family of shows from three yards per carry to Cinco Razones. As Marlon season is going, Cinco has lots of good stuff going there. We have the flagship Five Reasons hosted by Ethan Skolnick. Uh, there's, there's tons in the network. Um Make sure to check it all out, all the fun stuff we got going. So, uh, gentlemen, my Toronto Raptors. Uh, and by the way, we're going to get into draft stuff. We're going we're to talk a little bit about the finals because last night was insane. It was it was probably one of the craziest games since Game 7 of the 2016 finals. So we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, for the first 10, 15 minutes of the show. And then we're really going to get heavy into Heat draft talk. Brian's going to timestamp this stuff in the description if you want to skip ahead to Miami Heat draft talk. But I got to talk about my Toronto Raptors. Uh, they dropped a big one at home. Uh, guys, I... I don't even know where to start. Like, this game had, like, 5,000 storylines, right? So, like, pregame, 
Did you guys see the video of KD dancing and doing like a crisscross type thing, like jumping up and down? Did you guys see that? He hadn't done that dance in some years. Like that was a popular clip a while ago. Like I think when when maybe when he was still with the OKC. Yeah, so, I think so. I was uh I saw that I saw the pregame dunks that he was doing, and I gotta be honest with you, I'm I 100 that was intimidation tactics, right? Like KD did that to scare people. I mean, it worked. Everybody was scared. Bro, I was so shook. I was, I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> I, all day, you know, I had a bad feeling because it was very rainy in Toronto and Miami. I had a bad day. And I'm just like, man, I don't know why I feel really. I even tweeted. I go, I have a bad feeling about tonight. I just don't have a good feeling. And I then didn't know the, it was rainy in Toronto. Huh? You, why'd you mention dude, that? Dude, because I'm keeping tabs, dude, because I'm Canadian right now. Did I'm going to wrap on the weather app. I'm looking. I see, I see Jurassic Park people out there getting rained on. I'm like, keep Chris Bosch dry at all costs. It's one of Wait, ours. Gianni, Gianni, why are you keeping tabs on weather in Toronto? Is it because you're planning to go there for the parade? I'm going to the parade, man. If the Raptors win the title, I'm there. I'll be there with my friends from the Raptors Republic blog. Check them out from all the Raptors stuff going on over there. I'm going to be out there at the parade. We'll do, a lot. we'll do a remote from the parade. What kind of yeah. Raptors gear do you have that's prepared to, to be in your suitcase and your luggage when you go? So, last night I ordered a Kyle Lowry over everything t-shirt. No. Uh, that's coming oh, hopefully no. soon. Uh, I'm going to go to my local Dick's Sporting Goods to see if I can buy just a regular Kyle Lowry Toronto Raptors t-shirt uh, so I can rock. When, uh, uh, wait, when, a Dick's Sporting Goods in Miami, Florida. I feel because they're in the finals, I have a chance. I mean, it's a bad... I might go to that sports store in Dolphin Mall that they have, like, every single sports shirt. You know what I'm talking about, Alex? You're not going to find it. I, I want to try, man. Kyle Lowry jersey. Not a jersey, just, like, the t-shirt. Gianni, we sent you a link. Have you have you not seen the link from Fat Kids Deals? Yeah, yeah, Fat yeah, Kids yeah Deals? I don't want a jersey. Like, I, I feel like... I feel like fat guys shouldn't wear jerseys. Like it doesn't look good because like you fat have like guys, the, no fat kids. Yeah, right, completely get, get disagree. Your I don't think. I, yeah, I, I don't think that I'm Ever too. Ever seen like, Action Bronson? I'm too doughy. <laughs> I'm too doughy, as Nikias would say. I'm like Jokic, except like fatter. Like it just doesn't look good. Um. All right, look what look what Jokic does with it, man. Look what Action Bronson does with it. Is Jokic? When does Jokic become sneaky athletic? When I mean, he's happen? been sneaky athletic. I feel like he's there. Like I feel like he he like he's sneaky strong. He's sneaky nimble. Marcus all is sneaky nimble. Can we talk about that timeout after the twelve two run? That was- Raptors run where Kawhi's hitting everything and they call a they call a timeout. And I've never been more pissed off at a coach that had nothing I to do with I think Kyle called that. I mean Kyle was the one like signaling I, I don't have a It looked like he was looking towards the bench. Either way, I blame Kyle Lowry for a million other things. <laughs> Well, I blame like, you for rooting for Kyle Lowry. I I don't Agreed. see the issue. Like I see, I've like there was a lot of discourse about that today. But Kawhi was exhausted. Kyle was tired, and I think that. And I've and I've I've heard the argument. Well, so are the Warriors, right? But I think we could agree that the Raptors, when what the, when the Warriors don't have Kevin Durant, the Raptors are the better team. And I think you want if you have the better players, you'd rather have the better players rested, and. Kawhi, uh, Kawhi and Kyle's I mean Kawhi was not good most of that game and at the end he was a destroyer of worlds Kyle Lowry was consistently destroying the Warriors in the pick and roll the entire night even in the first half where he I don't think he got a field goal in the first quarter he finished 8 of 16 too I mean like Kyle was percentage he's ever put up in the playoffs bro he was completely picking them apart like anytime he'd get a big switch onto him or whenever, every time he'd get in the paint off a Gasol screen 
or, or Kawhi screen, like it was just lights out because he had that look. He has a little stop, turn around, jump floater thing. That's like it's money once he gets in the paint, and he's so good at initiating contact when guys are trailing him that guys don't want to foul. Draymond was in foul trouble. Livingston was in foul trouble. Like a lot of the Warriors were kind of playing like on the edge of the game was kind of being called tight. So Jack, I don't really have a problem with that timeout. I don't really have a problem with anything Toronto did. The Warriors hit 10 more threes in them and one by one point, right? And the Raptors missed a lot of really good looks. Um, Siaka missed a bunch of corner threes and he was a really good corner three point shooter all season. Uh, Kyle was just not, had nothing from outside. Uh, Danny green hit nothing from outside. Van Vliet was like the only plus three point shooter that they had. He was like three for six or something like that was so anomalous that they hit 10 more threes in one by one damn point. They had three of those threes in the last three minutes of game after that timeout. You know, I've rewatched that clay three over and over again. I, there's like nothing you can do. Right, because like Steph comes off the ball screen and he's coming down, and Kyle is like Iguodala's at the dunker spot, and Kyle doesn't leave him. But then Steph beats Van Vliet, and at that point, Kyle has to make a decision: Am I helping, or am I forcing him to pass Iguodala under the rim? So he, you know, he comes to help, and then you have Gasol and Danny Green and Kawhi come in on on Iguodala, right? And, like, none of them were really going to make it. And then Gasol kind of, like, gets an arm out, and Iguodala kicks out to Draymond, and Danny Green has to decide, am I going to close out on Draymond or am I closing out on Steph? Boogie Cousins sets a pick, so Danny Green cannot get... He Danny Green immediately says, I'm going to go to Klay Thompson. Didn't even... Run, nobody ran to Draymond. They knew he wasn't going to shoot, and he, they ran straight to Klay. DeMarcus was a, set a screen. Lights out, nothing you can do. Kawhi came out for a late contest, but like I, I've watched that a million times, and it's just the Warriors are just the Warriors. I mean, there's nothing you can do. You know what you can do is you can make your open shots, Kyle Lowry. This guy. He was I mean, good. Really? I mean, like, I, I Bro, don't like... Where was he when it counted? Getting blocked this by Draymond guy. Green. But, you know, he had the layup to bring them within one. Like, we forget that. Yeah, but right? where was he? So, Steph so after after that monster clay three, Kyle got to the rim and got them a layup, and then the moving screen happened. So, like, he got them there. And honestly, I got to be honest, that whole sequence at the end, it was very – it happened way too fast. I'm not right? going to lie. I didn't see it. Yeah, because you're what, what to tell the audience what oh, happened my, to you. My stream broke like right before the last possession. What? I was really mad about it at first, but then seeing the result of the game, I guess it's for the best. Probably the best for my blood pressure. Uh, I did have to block Gianni right after the game because I was so mad at Kyle Lowry and at him for inflating Kyle Lowry's legacy unnecessarily. <laughs> Kyle had a good game. A good game. He had a very good game. He In the had final, two, good isn't good enough. He had one bad possession where he had a horrible turnover. And they lost by how many points? By one. Yeah. So one bad possession. Why turnover can't we blame man. Siakam or, or, or why Danny Green? Okay. Or why can't we just say that the Warriors are amazing? Heart of a champion. Kyle Lowry is getting paid over $20 million a year. He's not allowed to have a mistake. It's like the only like notable mistake he had the whole game. I will yeah, say I mean, every time Danny Green misses a three, I get like infuriated. It's it's so annoying. I expect greatness from Kyle Lowry. 
I expect greatness from Danny Green. Like everyone talks about Kawhi being the dynasty ender. They don't watch that series like we did, dude. I'd rather have Killer Kyle Corey run the floor. Danny Green and Gary Neal were out for blood. God. Do you can three. Like, I can give you that. <laughs> I have freaking Darren Williams out there. I know he's bad, but at least I don't expect greatness from him. <laughs> Gianni still hasn't seen that video. I haven't seen it. I've, I've only tagged you in like a hundred times. I'm laughing. You know how many things I've been tagged in? That video goes around Twitter every time Kyle Lowry has a bad game. So you can imagine. Uh, you know, do you know what my mentions look like when Kyle Lowry has a bad game? Or when, not even a bad game because he had a good game. When Kyle Lowry has a bad moment. Do you know what my you mentions watch the video look like? And, and we get your reaction live. Where is it? Everybody knows the video. Wait, wait, wait. How about I send you this one? Two. You know what's you know what's funny? I'm trying to find Danny Green's playoff shooting. Here we go. It's like fifty three percent from three. No, for this for this playoff run, because it's very annoying. Uh Danny Green is shooting twenty seven. <laughs> uh that was last last season he shot oh no, that was field goal percentage. Ouch. Jesus. Uh, he's shooting thirty two percent from three. That is horrid. In the championship year, it was forty seven. So, what about Danny, Gary Neal? Dan, Danny Green's are really awful. This is what you thought this would be. 74%. Dude, Gary Neal was just... I, I'm looking at basketball reference, so it provides only for the... Um, I could probably look at just the finals, right? 2014 NBA Finals. Brian, yeah, any sure. updates on the video? I got both videos on there. Watch the bottom one first and the second one. First, we're looking at Gary Neal's um, box score from, from 2014. What are we watching <laughs> You know, I don't like when people compare this series to 2014. I mean, even before last night, it didn't feel like that at all. I don't think so either. Like, the 2014 felt like this. I I don't think anything about this series. I mean, the series has been, like, weird, but I mean, the Spurs completely ran Miami out of the gym. That hasn't really been the case with the Raptors. Yeah, it's uh, been pretty competitive. I mean, it doesn't feel like 2014 because the Warriors are still, they're in it. I mean, they're... With the heat, there was just zero energy. You could tell everything was over. I don't feel that from Steph. I don't feel that from Clay. I don't feel that from Draymond. Like, you definitely felt it from Dwayne Wade. You felt it from LeBron and Bosch and everybody. But, like, I don't know. The Warriors are in it. They're just injured. Like, it's not, like, demoralizing. It's just kind of luck of the draw. So, uh, Gary Neal was not on the 2014 uh, finals team. It was actually Patty Mills who shot uh fifty six percent from three. Danny Green shot forty five percent from three. Manu Ginobili shot forty one percent from three. Kawhi Leonard shot fifty seven fifty eight percent from three. Oh my Tony God. Parker shot forty one percent from three. Marco Bellinelli shot forty four percent from three. And Boris oh. Diaw. Shot. I completely forgot Bellinelli was on that team. Forgot man. Neckbeard Bellinelli. Oh uh, and my Boris God. Diaw shot 33% from three. That is the shooting that the Spurs displayed. So this idea of Kawhi Leonard, the dynasty stopper, no dude, Patty Mills, and Danny Green. Toronto's like the defensive version. They're just, they're just overwhelming Christ. on defense. <laughs> Patty Mills, by the way, led, oh no, Ginobili led with three-point attempts for the series. Patty Mills right behind him with 23. And Off Danny the Green bench. Fought. Our, rap, our our final stock is just going back to the finals from five years ago. I mean, it is a heat. We're pot. stealing the deuces bit. Yeah. We'll eventually I mean, get to the 2019 finals. Boris Diaw shot from three. What Dwayne Wade did. 
Wow, LeBron, LeBron shot 51% from three. That's really good. Yeah, he was the only good player on Miami. Rashard shot 45%. Chalmers shot how many times? Wait, how much volume did he shoot? Because that was only like two attempts a game. Rashard Lewis? Yeah. He had, um, he had a total of 22 three-point attempts. He was playing quite a bit at that point. No, oh, yeah, he was starting. Don't you remember? Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, God, that Mike, team sucked. I don't want to remember. Yeah, no, Michael Beasley got minutes. Michael Beasley got 17 minutes okay. in the series. Whoa. Greg <laughs> Oden got three. No. You did right, not need what? to put wait, wait, Michael wait. Beasley under the bus right James now. Jones got minutes that series? I forgot about that. God. Tony Douglas. Shane Batty barely played. Oh, that's right. That was the series that they just completely played Shane off the floor. He had 33 minutes. Yeah, Fourth that's when that's when he decided he was going to retire. That was Everybody when he was retiring. Had, Everybody. I mean, this, is, this is your problem. I mean, you're playing Richard Lewis, 114 minutes. Chalmers, 116 Ray Allen, 155, and Dwayne Wade with his worst like knees ever, 172. That was There's... easily the worst version of D Wade. That Bro, we... there is Delete. no defense at all. You could have put D Wade this year; it would have been better. Yeah, I think so too. It was bad. That's yeah. crazy to think, but yes, I think you're right, Gianni. For once, like he was, I mean, he couldn't move. <laughs> it was like bad. Um, Man, people were on the overreaction train after that final. LeBron scored 141 points that f- series for Miami. The next highest was Wade at 76. <laughs> All right, please 70. watch these videos. Okay, I just can't believe that you would stand Kyle Lowry and then just throw Michael Beasley under the bus like that. What kind of Heat fan are you? Let me watch this. I, so I've seen the Kyle Lowry reading the mean tweets. Toronto needs to get rid of Kyle Lowry ASAP. If I have to watch this fat ass attempt to take a three one more time, I'm jumping off a building. So, All right, clip that and put that as the pod, as the as the preview yeah, for the just, pod. Put it, yeah, just just no. <laughs> Let's watch uh, the other video. This is a great visual medium, by the way. I hope Brian edits in the sound. Kyle Lowry of misses the will. game winner. Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. I had seven points. That's I've three buckets. I can give you that. If you give me a hundred million, I give you seven buckets. I've seen this a million times. Guess what? I'm always tagged in it. I give you more. You give me three hundred million. I'm I'm balling like Steph Curry. Man, I seen Rondo shoot better, and we ain't never heard of Rondo shooting. D Wade, thirty four broke knees. I bet you he give you a better performance than Kyle in the playoffs. Kyle is the worst player in the playoffs ever. I take bench players. I'm talking killer Kyle Corver. Killer, killer Kyle Corver. Oh my God, Lord! I take killer Kyle. I take Darren Williams. I know he trash, but at least I know this. I'm not expecting nothing from terrible. I expect greatness. Kyle Lord sucks. <laughs> I've seen that. It's magical every time. Um, I've seen the mean tweets video a bunch of times. Do you agree with the weight part? The weight part was funny. Uh, no, dude, Kyle. You know, and we'll we'll move on with this. Like, like I'm gonna be like serious. I'm like not gonna be Mimi. Kyle Lowry is a super flawed player. He he has this utilitarian vision of the game that I think is to his detriment. Because sometimes, dude, they need you to score, and Kyle's not about that. Kyle wants to like Zach Lowe describes it, and he does this with Marcus Hall as well as persnickety which I think is a very, very good uh, adjective to describe what the hell Kyle is doing on the court. And I find him brilliant. I find him to have this very... He understands 
everything that he's doing. And I think other than like missing shots, like everything he, he controls everything on the court the way he wants to. Obviously you cannot control the outcome if you make a shot or not, but like the way that he runs the offense, it's like everything always goes according to his plan. And I love to watch that. Even though he's not like the super gifted athlete like Westbrook or I whatever. I think you're right. I think I don't think he's ever meant to be the second scorer on a great team. He's not. He's kind of like Draymond in that sense. Yeah, it's I like, mean the thing is, there's only so much when when the game slows down. There's only so many ways that he get his shot. Like he get like he was he's talking about that, that mid range fader that Hold he on, had. Wait a second. Yeah, he's, no, I'm saying he's good in the pick and roll, but at the end of the day, that's not the weapon that's gonna give you a bucket every time. You know. I don't know about yeah. that because they, 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 against the Warriors, they were consistently producing shots off the pick and roll. It's I mean, more that's always been the issue with him, though. And then and then the, the, the problem is it gets worse. It gets substantially worse in the playoffs. I feel like if you put, if you put like, let's say, Bradley Beal on that team, something like that. That'd Lowry, be amazing like, for him. Exactly, exactly. He would be, he would be an incredible fit there because there's even less pressure on him to you know, to score. Siakam's like a little out of control for them as a second scorer. He's a little not bit... Not a second scorer either. I, not, not yet. He's a th- I, I've, I don't think he'll be more than a third scorer. I think people are really like jumping the shark on like what Siakam's going to be. He's very but raw. But he's shown flashes that he can be. I don't think he's going to be there anytime no, soon. I mean, like, he's got some crazy games and it's like, you know, you, that, that's the vision is that he can put something like that together consistently. That's fair, but I, I do think that like just that's asking a lot like hey you have to be like the second guy on it like in in the modern nba where like the second guy's averaging 25 points or whatever you know what i mean it's like how surprised would you be if he came back next season with like a decent pull-up mid-range and like a more you know more consistent three just i don't think i don't think they need more mid-range what happened i don't think they need more mid-range no it's not that they you you know what i'm saying it's like you know more consistent ways of being able to get his shot so he's more of a three-level scorer you know, so they respect him more on the outside. He needs to polish the post moves. They're very out of control. He's good at it, but it's, like, very, like, wild. Yeah, that He has, like, a spin move, and, like, that's it. You know, like, he needs a little more. Like, I think if he's going to be a really effective post scorer, like, going forward, because, I mean, he's incredible running the floor and everything, Um, and, and he could beat guys off the dribble. Obviously, the three-point shot is something that you have to work on consistently all the time. But, like, in terms of, like, a very, like, isolated offensive skill, uh, I do think that like kind of polishing his post game is going to be good because smaller guys are going to be defending him quite a bit. And yeah, so I kind of I kind of want to I'd love to talk more Raptors, but let's kind of pivot to some draft talk. Um, and kind of Brian, I wanted to give you the reins a little bit because we got we have this team is weird because there's a lot of uncertainty. There's still no clear indication if Goran's opting in or out. I don't really know what direction the coaching staff wants to go with justice because at times I feel like they want him to be a point guard and at times I don't. And I really do feel like that affects what they're going to do going forward, especially with their young player. And I kind of wanted to get your guys' opinion on that and how like justice fits into their selections going forward. Like, Well, if we're going to talk about free agency and stuff, we're not going to know anything about... I kind of um, mean Goran, in the draft. We're, we're, yeah, we're not going to know anything about Goran Dragic and Hassan Whiteside's um, immediate impact in the future because obviously they still have their opt-in deadlines, which are, I believe, nine or ten days after the draft. The draft is June 20th. Their deadline is June 29th. So unless they opt out before, which they could, but uh, or opt-in, rather, um, then I guess it gives you more of a, a better picture of what this roster is going to look like next season. But so in we're that all sense, both I, right? I think we're expecting both to opt in. 
But at the same time, like, I mean, we've seen Hassan Whiteside's social media recently where he's kind of, I don't know if he's hinting at something, but obviously he's been hanging around Charlotte recently and he's been hanging around whatever their mascot name is. So I think he definitely knows he's on the block. I that kind of I think both that. both are aware probably from their their uh their end of season meetings with with the Heat front office that they're going to be on the wire. Um definitely come free agency and obviously with their expiring deals it helps the Heat trade them a lot easier should they find a package that's worth exploring. So let's um, say there's no significant trade and you know everybody's uh, least favorite scenario happens and where everyone comes back come back the whole team How comes much back. Would you bet that both of those guys are starters? That neither of them are starters? Oof. I think it's the same roster from the end of last season. No, I mean the same Ugh. starting lineup. Justice back at the three with Goran starting. I think so. See, like, and, and that's kind of where I want to move. Like, what are they going to do in the draft? So, like, if Goran and Justice stay, like, is it smart to bring in a ball handling guard? Right, because then there's also Dion that's going to be here. Well, I think Dion would be the backup, de facto point guard. I think you would have Jay Rich still ha- ball handling a bit. I mean, you're gonna have James Johnson technically healthier too. You're expecting Dion to be love the same him handling. So I, they're gonna go back to the same thing as always, where it's really just gonna be Goron Winslow ball handling for the most part. But they're not gonna always have the ball in their hands. You know, they're gonna whoever has the ball, they're gonna bring it up. I'm sure they're gonna try to have Bam bring up the ball a lot more next season too. Which should be interesting for their, you know, their sets on offense. Yeah, I. Oh, go no, ahead, Jack, no, Jack. I don't ahead. think. Um, I really don't think you should at all. Like, if the Heat are considering the fit with Goron, Dion, and Hassan when they're drafting, that's a problem right off the bat. I think they should just completely ignore the draft picks fit with any of those yes. players yes. because beyond Absolutely. this next year, we're assuming they're not going to be on the team. And if Dion has a major role on the team next year, we're screwed. Regardless, <laughs> I think like they can. I think they should go. I mean, consider a ball handling guard. Um, there are definitely ball handling guards that I really like in this draft. I won't um, name any specifics, but Romeo Langford. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I think Justice's uh, like kind of newfound. Uh, consistency or whatever you want to call it from three-point range and you know there's the hope that bam can maybe develop some range maybe in the mid-range or from the three-point line um it gets more ball handling reps yep yeah exactly um so i think like you have a lot of flexibility in terms of who you can draft so you can kind of just go best player available for the most part because like guys like bam justice and jay rich are so versatile that you can kind of slide them slightly in terms of what role they're in to fit a fourth young guy. Yeah. Uh, Alex, you talked to Ben recently. What what did he say about what he was hoping to work on this summer? I mean, he was kind of vague about what he was talking about, but he says, oh, you know, we've got a lot of goals and what I want to do next season. And he kind of referred to, I mean, he was asked about it too, but like, just like he was last season, the ball handling stuff, uh, attacking the basket more. But, but the most important thing, or at least the most uh, eye-popping thing to me was that he was uh, propped up by Derrick Jones Jr. as a as a quote-unquote shooter, and Bam, and also Derrick Jones Jr. said that he had a higher vertical uh, than Derrick Jones Jr. That's not true. Derrick Jones Jr. Yeah, Bam, Bam kind of like laughed at it 
when they brought it up to him when because Derek Jones Jr. happened, uh, the interview happened first, so he kind of thought that he was being trolled. But uh, Derek Jones Jr. was talking at length about <laughs> how well Bam was shooting and how much he was shooting in like pickups and in warm up. I think I think they need to unleash him, man. Take the leash off already. What are we waiting for? Let me he tell you something. Done. I've said this before. I've heard from people in the building Uh-oh. that it's not a they have the reins on him type thing. It's that he imposes this on himself, that he has more freedom than we think uh, and that he doesn't necessarily always take those freedoms, right? So I've, I've heard a little bit of that um, from someone and it, it kind of makes sense to an extent. So I hope that this is going to help build his confidence so that he'll do more. Um, so I, I think Bam is interesting because I know that we don't look at Hassan as, as part of the long-term future of the organization. Um, especially considering his age and, and he may opt out. There's a lot of question marks. Uh, so, you know, that leaves Bam as kind of the long-term center, right? And then, uh, Brian, I think you like Brandon Clark a lot, right? I, If you really want to go down, like, who I think would be available at 13, who I want the Heat to select, Brandon Clark is definitely within the top three names that I would heavily consider. But I think he's actually... I think he's going to be gone by the time the Heat select at 13, personally. He seems like a perfect guy to put next to Bam. I think, personally, I think the best fit for him would be in Atlanta. Brandon Clark? Yeah. Everybody's best fit's going to be in Atlanta. At number 10. I think at number 10, because they have two picks in top 10. I mean, this is assuming that they don't trade any of their three top 15 picks right now. That's a great idea, for sure. Um, but I think, really for sh- yeah, I think they can easily go for a wing with their number eight slot and then just go for the best big available, which I think would be Clark at number they, 10. They, I, I they know could go Seku and Clark, man. And they, call could, it a day. they could, they could, they could. I've seen Reddish and, and Jackson Hayes also mock to them. I don't like Jackson Hayes as much as Clark. Um, I know the Heat were trying to get a, a workout with Jackson Hayes and he declined. Um, God. I mean, Not the Heat were trying to get a workout with Bull Bull. Bull Bull also declined. Uh, they were wow. trying to get they were trying to get a workout of Siku Dumbuya and he also declined, but he had a pro day and the Heat were actually there for the pro day. Adam Simon was there, the Heat uh, general manager, who's also well, in charge of not the general manager, he's in charge of uh, scouting, director of scouting. So do we um, think Seku's gonna be there at thirteen? I don't no, think so I don't think he's gonna be at thirteen, but obviously the Heat are doing all the pre draft uh work that they need in order to scout these guys and especially with him, oh God, he he's man. he's I been want, in, I want them I want him they, the most. Yeah, the he don't do as much international scouting as probably other teams like the Spurs. So, I mean, it was good that they were actually there for his pro day. I know it was, it was very tight uh, invitation. So it's good that they were there. I know the bowl bowl one's also very uh, exclusive uh, for invitations. I don't know if they're actually going to be in that one. I think it's going to happen next Tuesday from what I read. And, you know, besides that, I know they're bringing in a couple players. They had PJ Washington in uh, yesterday, actually, um, and he had a really good workout from what we heard, uh, according to our sources. Totally feels like the pick, man. Um, we actually do know, uh, based on his, I mean, you can look on his social media and stuff, that uh, he's been training with actually Dwayne Wade's trainer. So, I mean, I don't know um, if that really means much, but I, I, we've, we've been knowing since the beginning of the process that PJ is definitely at the top of the Heat's draft board. Uh, you think that they're going to draft positionally or just best guy available? It's hard. It's hard to know. Uh, if we want to go back to that Barry Jackson article that he wrote about two, three weeks ago, he kept saying that the Heat are looking for a a stretch wing. They want a wing that can shoot, that's lengthy, and don't, don't can play all. defense. 
Josh Richardson? <laughs> well, probably they want to. I think he was like six foot six or above, which would mean like really him. any of the any of the tall two guards. So anyone from Kevin Porter, Romeo Langford, up to PJ. I don't know if I would put Brandon Clark in that category. DeAndre Hunter, but PJ Washington would be in there. But Ooh. he also said in that article, which I think was the point that, uh, that you're probably about to get to, that they were that they might prioritize. That he was yeah. kind of almost vaguely hinting at Brandon Clark that they would that they would that they would choose him if he's available yeah. at thirteen. If, if they had him higher on their board, which also we have no idea. I have no idea where they have PJ on their board. I have no idea where they have Brandon Clark on their board. But I know they're up there because. They've been looking at them heavily since the beginning of the process. So, Leif also said in March that he thinks, I think something to the effect of PJ Washington and Brandon Clark being two of the Heat's uh, favorite yeah, guys. Yeah, and those it, two really feel like, I don't know, they feel like the two most likely to me. And what's funny is like those two guys are really great at defense. And, you know, you know how much the Heat loves their defense. So it just makes sense. Like you can see them play in, in, her, you know, in her system. They're both also. Um, they're not freshmen, so they're not one and done prospects. They're they've been in college for a few seasons, so I don't think they would have as much hard time developing them. I think they they already pretty much would be crafted and they're plug and play options. More than like a project like, for instance, um I, I think Kevin Porter Jr. would be a project. I don't think he would be an right. instant impact player. Or Romeo Langford, which Jack loves. So Peter you know? Washington is a couple years younger than Brandon Clark. Yeah, uh, Clark's Pretty old. He's gonna be twenty four, I think. Twenty three yeah. when the season Pretty starts. Okay. You guys don't think that guys like Brandon Clark, you know, when you have Kelly and JJ, how that's kind of gonna? Because like, that's Brandon my Clark, concern. That's right? definitely my concern. It, it's a big log, and and I don't. You know how Spolster is. Yeah, right? that's a coaching problem, though. I don't think you can really like consider that that much when you're drafting like you got to go with the best player and but i mean you have yes, to if you're yes and no i mean yeah, we had that I mean, issue last year didn't we not like for the yeah. log jam at guards we're gonna have a log jam at forward you know forwards and centers if we like draft they're picking a forward like i mean i i think it's a problem with brandon clark because he's 23 already and he's gonna be 24 soon but like with a younger player you can't and he's a non-shooting three at least for the time being yeah uh, I don't think you want to break up Bam and Kelly also. Like, I know that I said that Brandon Clark's a good pairing for Bam long-term, but I know that right now B- Kelly is really, really good for Bam's development. All the lineups, all the two-man lineups with, with Bam and Kelly are plus. That's like a big thing. The good thing about drafting a guy like Brandon Clark, if he's available, is that you could potentially move Kelly, and I do think that he has a lot of value. I think that you'll be able to get something, especially when he has two years left on his deal. Um, a team like Houston could have really used him, even though they, they were... that would be that would be a oh that that would hurt the Heat's offense a lot. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Going from uh, from Kelly to to Brandon, Brandon Clark, Clark. Yeah. but that's the thing. And like knowing our co- like Brian, I guess that's where the coaching staff kind of comes into play. And I guess James Johnson would be a better fit for Houston with all their isolation stuff. Uh, so that was like, uh, wait, who are we getting from Houston? Right? Wait, who are we uh, getting from Houston? <laughs> Golden are State we- would love Kelly Olynyk right now. <laughs> Oh my God! Golden I mean, State would love I mean, Dion. Like, dude, I, I, right can I tell Dion, you that I've been whoa. thinking that so much that I'm like, man, if they had Dion, Dion would love it because he gets to go crazy. He gets to do whatever he wants. He gets they to get just open need... threes. He'd be able to break down the defense with a bunch of other shooters next to him. You know, they don't. The Heat can play with Clay really easily, and and I don't think that's a small thing. Like we're watching in these finals, like a guy who can handle the ball and who's not afraid to shoot has value. 
it has value. And I don't think that should be lost. But kind of going back to the Brandon Clark thing, like I, I think these guys that are a bit, that might be available to them at 13 when you know that they're going to be playing behind Kelly and fighting with JJ for minutes. And then, it, you know, you have Hassan and Bam playing center all the time, right? So they're not going to go too, too small. Um, I'm not- I wonder if that's part of the reason they're being, they've been so aggressive recently or like we keep seeing the reports like every two weeks of, oh, they're, they're really willing to deal <laughs> Dion, JJ, Hassan. They, I, they I don't think a log jam. I don't think the Dion thing's a problem. I do think that the one that, depending on how they want to draft, I think getting JJ, finding JJ a new home is probably really beneficial because of age and because you kind of want. The thing is, which one do you think is going to be easier to trade, JJ or Hassan? Because JJ's on such a smaller deal uh, annually, but Hassan is expiring and Hassan has clearly been productive, whereas JJ last year was just kind of a negative. JJ for the end of the season. Listen, I gave a little a lot of crap on Twitter about just the playing JJ over Kelly, but the numbers bared out that it toward the last month and a half. I mean, the Heat were better with JJ on the floor than even Kelly. Yeah, I mean, it, it was clear to see that Spo was trying to get him and Dion just to basically playing themselves into shape because they're they're both clearly, or at least they were this season, out of shape. Yeah, but J- in JJ's defense, like he had that 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 surgery and the sports hernia, and it was you know that's exactly, not an easy yeah thing for sure. To come the back thing, with. Same thing with Dion and his ankle. He came back kind of early from his ankle, aggravated it again. Whatever. I think next season we're going to see really different Dion's and J- like I know that the Heat have had slow starts every damn year. I do think that this may be a year that we have a nice, uh, easy kind of start. Um, depending well, on because it's like then maybe that that's the other point I was about to get to was that if they're in shape, they're playing better. Maybe wait a little bit, try to have their build their value back up, and in the meantime, you're kind of focused on on trading on getting rid of one or two of. You're expiring. Those are the I, ones that, that have value right now. You already know Dragic is a good player. You know Whiteside is a good player. A veteran team, you know, trades a bad contract and something else and adds a decent player that's going to expire in a year. They need a small forward who can shoot. Did y'all see the – wait, a small forward who can shoot? Yes, Jack. Who's that? Daniel Langford. Is that it? Is that the guy? Okay, I know everybody, we, hold on, everybody hold on, here hold is going to say he can't shoot. Yeah. Well, I don't even think he can play small forward, but okay. Oh, yeah, no, he say. can't play small forward. It's also <laughs> he doesn't fit any of the categories that Gianni mentioned. I was just trying to squeeze him in there. Oh. But like, well, uh, let me let me give you his basic uh, information so so Gianni can paint a picture of who is because you know he's never Gianni seen a hasn't single read play. a single thing about. I any have the things open. Cam Reddish, right. Duke, freshman wing, six Stop eight, one hundred twenty eight pounds. We don't want to hear you skim the article. Man, is this, this from 5reasonsports.com? It sure is. You can check out all our articles about the draft. We have wings and bigs up. Pay attention. We may put up guards, guards this week. Who knows? We Every have guards up. We have to put bigs up soon. 5reasonsports.com. Little do you know. Um, yeah, Roman Langford, he is six foot six, two 215 pounds, with a six foot eleven wingspan. He's currently 19.6 years old. Freshman guard out of Indiana. Who averaged sixteen point five points on forty nine point one percent shooting? So it was a shooting hand too, right? Yes. I think so. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't his hand. It was, it was like actually. Thumb. It was. It's his like thumb. his thumb. Yeah, it was his thumb, which is on his hand. Got um, the ESPN mock draft that they just did has Nasir Little going to Miami, which would be interesting. I've, I've, Athletic I've, guy, three and D, kind of disappointed his only year. That was kind of a. I mean, three. That's almost like a band pick in the in the sense that percent shooter from three. What are we talking about? Three and D. 
Who are you talking about? Nasir Little. Well, that's what he projects as. He yeah, disappointed in college, Gianni. Listen. Uh, and it, it, a lot of people are kind of, a lot of scouts seem to be high on his stroke. I, I kind of am too. He, like, he has a natural stroke already as it is. I think, I think he's kind of a pro, uh, more of a project. But what I was going to say was it, there's parallels between that and, and, and the BAM pick because they were kind of projected to go a little bit later uh, in the first round. But I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't really feel like that. The, they're going to do that, man. What I don't the know. hell is the Heat's goal next season? Um, they need to get a, a superstar on team. Like, like no, I, I'm like, I'm not even, I'm not even joking. Like, and I do think that when we're talking about guys that are projects, guys that are not, guys that fit next to Bam, guys that like, I don't think that to kind of properly analyze this draft, we need to, and I don't know the answer to it right now. I know that they're not, probably the right answer is they should probably like have a fire sale, get as much as they can, clear cap space so that they can take in assets and like do whatever. Like that's obviously like what we want, but it's not gonna happen. So what the hell is their goal next season? Right. So they're going to try to be a playoff team. Their right? goal they, next season is to try to clear cap space to sign two max level free agents on 2020 while being a playoff team. While trying that's to be important. a playoff team at the same time. Exactly. Um, they're so, going to have their first round pick in 2020, which they could trade, but they can't trade until at the end of the season. So, so that's that's important to note. Um, as so long they as they don't trade this one first, knowing well, that's true. their goal, <laughs> true. well, actually, knowing, that doesn't matter if they use this pick already and they trade it later. That, that doesn't prohibit them from trading a twenty twenty pick. Really? What that doesn't? So it doesn't go with the stepping rule or whatever? No, that's only years in advance. If you already make the selection, then that doesn't. Wow! So that's literally just like a regular. So yeah, technically, you can trade your pick every single year as long as you don't trade multiple picks years in advance. <laughs> Is that, that just sense. for Pat Riley? Is that rule just No, that, that's funny. Yeah, I guess the rule probably that's prohibits Pat oh, Riley the most out of any Billy GM. <laughs> yeah, for Billy King and, and who else? Daryl Moore, we probably, because he, he doesn't care about first round picks. Either. Yeah, Pat's getting, I'm, I'm being unfair, but Billy, that's definitely the Billy King rule because my God. I mean, it ended up not being that bad. As it turns out, Brooklyn is going to end up with Yeah, Kyrie. after they got <laughs> Billy King out of there, they fixed it. They fixed it and they're, they're going to end up having a better situation than Boston somehow. That'd That's be funny. Amazing. That'd be incredible, man. I mean, they were a joke. They made the worst trade know. ever. They had them with Kyrie, KD, and the rest of their young guys. Like, and they oh, probably have better young sense. players. I think they have better young players than Boston does. They have better young Whoa. players than Miami. Ooh, spicy. Spicy. Oh, wow. Double spicy. Yeah. Is All that right, a spicy take? Do we? I, I, like, Both of those might be spicy takes. Do we value Justice, Bam, and, and Josh more? Like, do, would people just say that Dimwitty, D'Angelo Russell, and like Karis LeVert are better? I, I think the consensus would be around the league that the Brooklyn young Jared players, Allen. Jared, Jared Allen. Like, I feel like the consensus is those guys are better than what Miami has. I think it's because we just saw them in the playoffs. There's a little bit of recency bias, but I was kind of I was kind of on leaning that way too a little while ago. I mean, I, I didn't know guys are a little bit more ahead. Like Karis LeVert was a guy who who was older when he came out of the draft. Uh, and then he got taken late, kind of like Dinwiddie because of an injury that he had. And it was kind of the, those are the types of guys that Brooklyn was getting, just low cost, high uh, you know, high reward. Remember well, when I the think, Heat used to do that? I think the Nets oh. are over the Heat, no question. If you're like going overall, because just a, it's a quantity question. They have like four really good young guys, and Miami has three really good young guys. Then Derek Jones doesn't count. Excuse um, you. I, Wait, don't I discount Derek Jones. Discount Derek completely Jones. disagree. He's a first round pick. If you go don't one to one, though, I think Justice <laughs> and D'Lo, I think that's closer than a lot of people would think. 
I think Josh Harris. Jack, we're so I we're don't lo- think we're, we're so that alone, alone on that one. <laughs> we're alone. I, yeah, Jack yeah, was an all star. We're alone. Who justice? Yeah, no, we know. D-Lo. <laughs> When justice better. Justice better, man. Come on. I think it's no. I said I'm not saying justice is actually better than D'Lo. I'm saying it's closer than people think. Um, Karis, Josh. I think that's kind of a wash. I think I would take Karis, but I think it's that's also Josh. close. It's not Jared a Allen, Bam. I really like Jared Allen. I think I would take Bam there long term. Same. I think just because of the, I the, think Bam is the, the only prototype. one that people would agree with you. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Jared Allen. People people are really hyping up this year. You know, he had, he blocked all these dunkers and he gets watching, a lot of highlight blocks. Bam. I don't know. I don't know. Watching Bam, these Bam is love. a sleeper. Watching Bam these playoffs and these finals, Bam. You know, if they can find a way to have Bam on an affordable like long term contract when they're good, that's gonna be he can play a drop zone defense. He can play zone well. He can switch out to guys well. And something that I don't think should be taken for granted, he's a really smart player. And something that Toronto's done that I think has gone kind of under the radar is they switch certain things off ball and they don't and they switch some things on ball, not off ball. Like their switch coverages are very different like all the time. And you have to be a smart player to do that. And I think Bam. The whole roster is full of that. I think that the 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 Heat are kind of going for that same vision that Toronto is going with right now. Where like you can you can do those types of specific strategies on defense. Where you you know exactly. with this you stay home, or this you you switch, and it's yep. very disciplined. And I think the Heat are going for that They're same high. type of thing. Just eight defenders. It. We're just gonna throw at you. And like Justice is brilliant. Like Justice. Yeah. Like you talk to Justice, and like Goran is another guy. Like I know that Goran is like a little older. He's like never been an all-world defender. You talk to that guy, that guy is so damn smart. And you see it on the court. Obviously, Dwayne was was really brilliant. Um, but I think with the young guys, what you kind of want is this versatility and smart players to be able to do that so you can match up with like a lot of different teams. I think the Raptors are a great example. Look at the teams they went through. Let's not even count Orlando. That doesn't count. Philadelphia, this big-ass team, huge, pound the ball, slow it down. You got shooters running around off-ball screens everywhere. Then you, have you might this- say they have three top 20 players, three top 15 players, whatever, wherever you're at with Jimmy Butler. But- exactly. Like, they handled, like, this top-heavy team. Then you have the Bucks who play, like, this heavy ISO spread offense. And now you're playing the Warriors, which have all this elbow, ball movement, back screens nonsense, right? Like, and they've handled it all well. And I think if you're Miami, like, you kind of want, this defensive versatility and you have that right your core has that josh justice and bam have that so like how are we going to build to that how does that play into their goal for next season to get cap flexibility and to be a playoff team it's asking for a lot but you know that that's what they want to do so that's why i think that when we're analyzing who the hell are they possibly going to take that has to factor in yeah i think they're definitely going to try which is why i think they're going to try to find one of those switchy kind of defenders exactly i think you're looking at it kind of inverse where like you shouldn't be looking for the guy that's gonna that's gonna take you over that next step with, with scoring because I don't think you're gonna get that at 13 like we talked about before but what if you try to build yourself what if the goal is to build yourself up like the Raptors were Have a nice before they had Kawhi for a score right exactly exactly we, and we've talked about this concept before but you get me if you have you throw in let's say like I think we talked about this too is PJ Washington kind of checks off all the boxes more or less of you know fit 
Uh, he's 20. He's going to be 21 uh, in August, so he's not too old yet. He has a Kentucky connection with Bam. He's already – he shot 43% from three last season. He shot up, which is 20% higher than the year before. Uh, he's athletic, good rebounder, good defender. Uh, he's he's the body. He, he's 225. He's 6'9 with a 7'2 wingspan. Like, he kind of fits the bill for for – all the boxes that, that you're checking theoretically, except the whole thing with shot creator. That's they're the gonna want thing. guys that fit in, right? Like, you don't I, want and guys I think that, that that's game, man. they're gonna want. No, not fit out. They don't want. <laughs> they don't want fitter outers. They want fitter in. Damn, I was just gonna propose <laughs> that Kevin Love trade, man. <laughs> Kevin Love would be great. Like, Kevin I, I was looking at ESPN's mock draft, so they do have Brandon Clark available at 14. They're what's interesting in their draft is they actually have Kellen Johnson now. Jumping up to number ten, when I thought he was a player that would be like available oh, in the twenties. I think he's gonna be available. Like, well, they have him. The they have him at ten, sure. which is going to Atlanta. That's crazy. They have him passing on Siku Dumbuya and your favorite Gianni Rui. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Can, can, can we? You saw can that we Rui a got a wild? promise from Minnesota. Yeah, I saw that too. Can we? Can we get a little wild right now? Either Minnesota or, or I think was the other team, uh, Washington. Ugh. So. Doing. Let you know how Miami's kind of in the run. Would you be willing to kind of move the thirteenth pick and and salary if it somehow got Kevin Love and J.R. Smith? Yes. Are you getting back twenty six? No. What salary are we talking about, though? I mean, you have to. I mean, you have to make the contracts match, right? You just cannot send. I guess. Right? I mean, yeah. If you're talking about J.R., for sure, you can move J.J. for him. At the same I haven't price. done trade machine. I don't know how ridiculous. No, yeah, I'm you, you, can, you can do both of them at the same price. Kevin then, Love is up to 20, 2019, 20. I'm thinking Hassan probably would it's match too good up to be with, true, right? They just can't. They no, can't wait, get Kevin Love. And wait, Hassan, JJ. Who, who else are you throwing in in that trade? Oh maybe maybe Derek Jones. Jr.? I think it's worth Love for that. the pick. If if you're giving, even if like you're giving the pick away, like I think it's worth it. I might even think it's worth it if you give the pick and Derek Jones. Working on this right now. Oof. Never mind. I'm not sure. You're not in on that? Did I go to that for a second? No, it's not even that. It's not even that. It's just at that point, you're not really, it doesn't really help out with the cap anymore because you're, you you still have Kevin Love making the max deal. With Kevin Love is up in 2020. Kevin Love is up in 2020. Really? Yep. Wow. Okay, that's. Oh, I, I, I really want Kevin ah, Love. Back, that maybe? Are we back? I think he has an opt out in 2020. He might not actually opt out. I, I'm looking at Spotrack and it, it shows that he has a that. It, at oh, but even then, it's not that long. At 2020, that most. It's a dead. It's a dead number. It's a dead cap number. Is it dead cap? It. I mean, it's not bad if you. Yeah, the, the thing is, if you're doing that trade, then I think you kind of got to assume oh, that you go okay, after. Oh, okay. Because he has for, a. Wait, Let's revisit this. Is this a contract extension? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, he has he an opt-in contract. after next summer is what I think it is, right? His deal is up until 2023. Never mind. Bro, what, we just said like three different things. Yeah, because he, Spot- Spotrack had this weird thing where I guess it doesn't show his extension. It has like his first contract <laughs> yeah. and then after the extension that he just what signed. What do you mean? I'm looking at it right now. His extension's right there in front of my screen. It yeah. says a four-year, $120 million extension that will begin starting next season. So that exactly. means That's what I thought. You got Kevin Love at $28 million? Woo. 20, yeah. Well, it's weird. His salary goes 20, 28.9, then it goes 31.2, then 31.2 again, and then it goes back down to 28.9. Never mind. I, I don't do. want it anymore. 
At 34 know. years old, you're going to pay him 20, almost $29 million? I mean, I mean he'll he'll, probably, his game will probably like not age like too horribly. Him next I mean, to Bam no Bosch, would be very fun. Uh, it would yeah. be. For like yeah, a couple of years until he can't defend anyone and then he's attacked and pick and roll like Boogie Cousins is every single until time. Until he can't defend anyone? I mean like even worse than that. Like, like, like DeMarcus legit can't move, right? Like so <laughs> I, I envision like... No Boogie this, slander here, all right? This 2021 Kevin Love is like going to be like DeMarcus Cousins out there like that Kyle Lowry is like loafing over and be like, ah, got you on a switch, buddy. Guess who's getting burned? <laughs> Yeah, never mind, man. I'm. I don't know why we. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we wait, wait, wait. have a love talk. Can we talk about the Jimmy Butler Instagram post from today? Fine. Whoa. Yeah, we're, we're running on time, so hurry up. I, I mean, Friend I just saw TV. that. I don't. Who posted? I mean, I saw the screenshot, but I don't know who actually posted the picture. But I saw that Jay Rich, D Wade, and Jimmy Butler were all on the comment section of an Instagram post, chatting. Jimmy Butler's pick. This is reporting Jimmy Butler's in 2019. Pick. Yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. They both used emojis. That it. So we got him. Uh, uh, yeah, I think we, I think it's pretty much safe to assume <laughs> that he's him. coming to I've Miami. I've gone over this before. I, I don't want the Heat to max this thirty-year-old. So you know, I don't want Kyle Lowry to win an NBA championship. Not wanting to pay Kevin Love. What do you think? What do you think you're getting? I would with? way rather have Jimmy Butler than Kevin Love, man. Don't I've, get me. Yes, started. I'd rather have Jimmy Butler too. But like, you're gonna max Jimmy Butler with what? What's the max salary now, Brian? It's like his max will start at thirty-four. 35. 35. Like Kevin Love's ends at, like, is maxed out at 31. Like, so you're going to pay this guy when he's 34. Yeah, you can't play him in the playoffs. Yeah, but you're going to have <laughs> this Thibodeau Mile guy. Like, oh, my God. He, you and that narrative, bro. But Jimmy Butler is all about that heat culture, baby. He was a role player the first few seasons of his career. Okay, but, like, don't you remember that? I think he played, like, three straight games of 48 minutes. Don't you, do you not Everybody remember that in the playoffs? The playoffs. Yes, do you remember that? Too. He was young. They had they Thibodeau thought that guy's like always been strong as dog, shit. Thibodeau remember thought how he was when he played us in the playoffs. When that guy's a brick wall, dude. Bro, Jimmy I, Butler almost beat the Kawhi-led Raptors this season. He was their best player. Like that's not that can't even be debated. He yeah, was their best the, player in the playoffs. In the playoffs, because Joel Embiid was sick. Okay, all right. He can't. If you can't put up consistent games where you're a top 15 player, you're not a top 15 Joel player. Joel Embiid played well. I mean, obviously, like, it's not easy when Marcus so Gasol's guarding you. Man, he was game to game. Like, you can't. He, he, he was clearly not healthy. Which means that Jimmy Butler had to do even more on offense. You think Jimmy Butler to keep that team alive. You think Jimmy Butler is the best player cornerstone for a championship team when he's taking up 34 no, million? No, but that's not the conversation. Why do we always He'd have be to- a hell of a number two. That's the thing. Why okay, do we so then where are you going to get the money for the number two? <laughs> <laughs> for the number one. Where we get yeah, the number we one? We get free agency. So you're going to get the number one when he's 32 years old. Hell yeah. So then you're going to have a two-year window of Jimmy Butler. Yeah, we're going after Kevin Durant next offseason, guys. Maybe your three. Do you, do, you, do, you, do you not see what I mean? Sorry. It's got to be the Warriors and nothing. There's no one between. No, I just I, I just think that if you want to like you a put path- yourself in the mix if you get Jimmy Butler as your second Listen, star and you I've keep said some this of the other young forever. guys forever. What I want them to do is remain a moderately competitive basketball team to let all these contracts expire once Hassan and Goran come off You're the, the books. Only person who wants that to happen. Start- I know yeah, because a- it's because they have to wait. They don't have anything. There's no hope. I need content for this podcast. They do have hope. His name is Romeo Langford. You're listening to the Five Reason Sports Network. 
We've created a menu of intelligent and entertaining content on demand for commutes, workouts, and more. And by now, you're already familiar with the 15 different podcasts in our network. Today, we are proud to announce the premiere of our brand new website, 5 On it, you'll find columns from more than a dozen of our hosts, many who are professional writers in the market. Watch original videos from shows like Miami Heat Beat and Balls Cast. Browse our full merchandise shop. And unlike other outlets in the area, there's no paywall. Everything is absolutely free. All of this from a network that's credentialed from all five major sports teams in South Florida. Oh yeah, did we mention that it's free? We're by Miami for Miami. We're sports on your schedule. We're Miami Sports On Demand. We're the Five Reasons Sports Network. Go to fivereasonsports.com today.